All right, Comedy Connect soundcheck. I need some levels here, so just laugh. Think of something. The poor person who has to see me naked ever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fake laugh of a comedian you really don't like, but you go, I really wish you well. I don't I do would that. never. Yeah. <laughs> Trevor, I don't yeah. like, no. <laughs> Thank you for being on the same page, Trevor. I did. And that was so funny because I'm like, oh, and you both said that. No, No, we don't. You don't encourage bad comics because then they turn into Matt Reifs and Bill Burrs. I want to introduce to y'all. We are here to introduce. I'm here to introduce. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Comedy Connects. Yes, welcome to Comedy Connects. We have two comedians, James Thorne and Trevor Klumpner. How you guys doing? What's up? Pretty good. I like to say hi to my mom. <laughs> He's already accepting his Oscar. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, you guys want to start with just a little bit of your background and how long you've been doing comedy? Uh, I've been doing comedy two and a half years, uh, based out of Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, was a veteran, and well, am a veteran, I guess, uh, but was in the military, and now I do comedy. Which is a fascinating yeah. switch. <laughs> How about you, James? So, I've been doing comedy for 13 years, based out of pretty much Green Bay, um, Appleton area. I don't like to travel a lot, so I try to stay local because I do have family commitments, but at the same time, I'm in comedy every opportunity I get. Very nice. So, he's a veteran. What's your background that you jumped from okay, into so comedy? So my background uh, was a MS diagnosis and then a second marriage and a second divorce. Divorce is, is good fodder for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Typically. I feel really. I feel really left out. So I'm just going to cry and let you guys do what you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so, so we're jumping from like the hardships into comedy. How much of your comedy do you do surrounding your hardships? Um, I mean, I I found pretty early on that doing veteran material doesn't really hit with the general public. So <laughs> usually, uh, I mean, I have a couple jokes that I'll throw out um, that hit no matter what, but it. It doesn't translate very well because of, you know, different experiences. Uh, so I just save that mostly for when I'm doing veteran-specific events. And even then, hit or miss. <laughs> Do you think it's because people can't relate to it or they don't know if they're allowed to laugh? Um, a little bit of both. I, I wouldn't even say the relation part. I've I've uh, cut stuff down enough where you, you, you understand what I'm saying. But I think it's more just like, uh, I don't know if I should be laughing at this. And I don't understand fully what do you like when I'm breaking down like military greetings and stuff like that they're like well I don't I've never heard those phrases before so mm-hmm. do you, I don't I'm think trying to think if I know of any other comics that do like you know even like celebrity comics that do anything related to the military is that a thing um is that like one of those off topic like you're not allowed to touch it things I mean they I mean I, I can't pull one out but I've definitely heard other like like I think Louis CK has a bit about how 
uh, soldiers going to war take a commercial flight, you know, but it's just little one-off mm-hmm. stuff. I feel like Louis C.K. could touch on anything, though, and make it work. Yeah. He doesn't really have, you know, he could touch on. How do you do that? How do you write things? Like you said, you kind of try and make it, you know, so everyone can understand. Mm-hmm. How do you know what everyone can understand? Do you bounce it off of other um, people? Do you I, know how stupid the rest of us are? Uh, I, I do have a friend who uh, I was in the military with, and I will, like I was doing a show for Memorial Day, and I wrote this big five-minute chunk about uh, military stuff, and I just called him up and said, hey, what do you think of this? And then, you know, but he's also was in the military, so he gets it. <laughs> but it was for a military group. That's why, you know, I wanted to bounce it off him. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I just break it down as much as possible uh, to, like, like essentially, like, if you don't understand military greetings, right, we'll use that as the example, uh, I will then break down the greetings, making fun of them in the process, and <laughs> then that way they will understand exactly what I'm saying. Have you ever pissed off another veteran? I mean, about your comedy. Like, yeah, I, wouldn't, I, I know you probably pissed off several veterans in your personal life. I wouldn't say that I pissed, pissed them off, but I, I was doing a show and I have this bit where I talk about how uh, shitty of a question it is to ask someone if they've ever killed someone before. Mm-hmm. Oh, good Lord. And usually I go into like, you know, because it sucks because of this. But for whatever reason, I was feeling like I wanted to do some crowd work that night. And this guy had or when, or earlier said that he was a veteran. So I was just like, so, sir, have you ever killed anyone before? And then he just I thought he was going to cry right there on the spot. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, I mean, and I have a bit about it now where I'm like, yeah. And, it, you know, it looked he looked like the he was in the never ending story watching the horse drown in the mud, you know, like. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah. And I, I talked to him after the show and I was just like, oh my God, dude, that was so shitty of me to do. I'm so sad. And he was cool about it, but that's the closest I think I would get. Man. Well, you gotta I, push the line, right? Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. It's really that, like, I'm at the point that I tell people, if you aren't healed in everything, don't go to a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have a friend who, who would fully admits that she cannot go to comedy because she just never knows. She's got too many triggers and too many things. And I'm like, I appreciate your self-awareness. We don't need anyone crying in the audience. <laughs> Uh, do you have any jokes, James, where you've like made someone murder a horse? (laughs) (laughs) My brain did weird things. The horse didn't get murdered. The horse did not get murdered. So uh, I've I've done a lot of uh, fundraising shows, uh, comedy shows for uh, Old Glory Honor Flights. So the group I was part of, we, um, you know, a good chunk of our audience, military. A uh, good chunk of the crew, military. I had um, Army Ranger vet with us, and then uh, Army National Guard. I think Tom topped out at sergeant or something when, when he retired or whatever. So we would do these jokes and these bits, and it was always touch and go. And then it was always that warning like, hey, make sure you watch the room, read the room. Because sometimes, like, out of respect for my, my coworkers, so to speak, um, my brother was in the Navy. My brother was a corpsman, and he was assigned to a Marine unit. And so I got to meet some of these guys. And this was 20 years ago when I met a lot of them. 
And yeah, they're still pretty tight. So I, I tread lightly with, mm. with the jokes, with the military, because a lot of people are like, well, it's not funny if you can never understand what we went through. And I'm like, yeah, I got full respect for that. So I, I, I tend not to try to kill a horse in front of the, <laughs> in front of the group. It's well, gallows humor. Yeah. 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 Like with cops, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of my family members, police officers, some of got the most dark sense of humor. Yes. You yeah. know what I mean? So military people as well. Yes. You know, veterans. And they, we're the ones tippy toeing over. And well, over. They, they do have the gallows humor, but if you are one of them saying it, you know mm-hmm. that that's the only time that they accept it really like, sure because I, when i came i know when i came back from overseas i did have this weird sense of like entitlement <laughs> where like someone would say and i'd be like you can't talk to me like that <laughs> like, <laughs> see this is why i can't write any jokes yeah. i have nothing in my background like you know what so what what are the things that you f- both feel like you can touch on because of who you are and your background that other people like you're you know, that if, if I, as a random white woman, were to say, I would piss off half Jenny. the men. Well, I make a, uh, There's a lot of smirks in there. I, I make a lot of black jokes. I talk about being black um, quite Same. often. Uh, I'm fascinated by that culture. I got to attach, yes. I gotta attach some, some headshots to this. No, it's mostly... James is laughing so hard. James is like, <laughs> you know, I talk about living on the streets, you know, just, just living that life, hard knock life. Uh, no, you know, being a veteran. For me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> being a veteran mostly, but, uh, you know, I'm also uh, bisexual, so, you know, I, I do have some jokes about being gay and what that's been in my life. Um, struggling with that in the military, that's that's been a new thing I've been trying to touch on. Ooh, niche. Um, but, uh, yeah, but James might have a better example James. than me. I mean, that's why <laughs> like, yeah. I'm saying uh, it, we, we know James's answer. No okay. offense, it's written so, all over your face. Um, pretty much anything that Trevor just mentioned, I can touch <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> um, like, like the bisexual stuff, because mm-hmm. I am not, but I don't judge, mm-hmm. and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all. Why are you it, holding my but, hand? Let but go you- of it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were cool, but... Uh, I don't care about that, but I, I've been, I've got family members that I'm very close to that I love and dearly. And so, like, we sit around as a family and we, we do, they used to call it doing the dozens. Mm-hmm. And we would insult each other like it was no tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And so, if we didn't insult somebody because of a sexual preference, it was kind of like we weren't including them. Because mm-hmm. they'd be like, dude, your feet smell like Funyuns. And I'd be like... <laughs> And like, what? No, I'm not going to say that. What, what, what? I'm like, look, queen. <laughs> if my feet smell like Funyuns, quit trying to sneak a peek and take a taste. I'm just not down like that. And so so I, I touch on race. I talk, I can touch on sexuality. I can touch yeah. on um, all kinds of bias. I can touch on being a black kid with a white kid's voice. Mm. And and that is real... Um, <laughs> And, and I've, I've, I've done professionally, I've, I've done where I'm working customer service. And if you came to the job looking for me, even if you have my name, you will walk right by me because you'll be expecting some white guy named Jim. Right. right. And Is I, that why I, you go by James now? Always. Always. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> always. So I got a backstory about why I always go by James. So there's this kid named Jimmy who was uh, a grade behind me in school. In elementary school, Jimmy got free lunch. 
So James benefited from free lunch because we had the same last name. <laughs> but we, we were in two different grades. Like, he was fourth grade, I was fifth grade. But I benefited on free lunch for that, right? right? So then I go to middle school. I'm in sixth grade. Jimmy's finishing up fifth. I go to seventh grade. Jimmy shows up for sixth grade. So Jimmy gets reduced lunch. I feel like you're admitting to a crime right now. Hey, <laughs> I, I kept telling him, that's not me. I think the statute of limitations is yeah. definitely <laughs> up on that. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that's not me. And they're like, no, no, it says here you get free lunch. I said, okay. <laughs> Plausible <laughs> deniability now. I said, I told I said. guys, I have to make a quick phone call to the mm-hmm. government. Well, my name is Enrique Esposa. <laughs> and I was just telling the story because I heard it from the other guy. He's not here. Um, but so, like, that was cool up until I got to high school. And, uh, well, no, middle school, Jimmy got suspended from a sixth grade class. The principal pulls me into the office like, why were you acting a fool in this class? I'm like, what class? He's like, dude, I got the write-up. The teacher wrote up James Thorne, and it should have been Jimmy. The kid's birth name is actually Jimmy. So I'm Uh like, oh, ain't that some crap? I'm like, dude, that's a sixth-grade class. I'm in seventh grade. And he's like, well, where are you when this happened? I'm like, for real? (laughs) Where was I? Sixth hour on this date? I'm like... Really impressed with this uh, administration. There's so many like, things to unpack here. Why were you <laughs> listening to Mr. Smith's lecture about Franz Ferdinand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude, that's not my class. That's sixth grade. Yeah. So, so I got suspended one day. <laughs> like, what you doing here? Yeah. Like, what are, what are you doing here? I'm like, what you mean? Oh, you're suspended. No, I'm not. Oh, yes, you are. So, yeah. So that was oh, fine. I hope it was Jimmy funny. Thorne is listening to this someday. It, it was funny. <laughs> but then uh, we go to high school. We go to two different high schools. And I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'm free of this dude, right? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Jimmy. My, my junior year, the dude got shot. <gasps> oh, no. And I was like, son wow, of a Wow, you couldn't have led with that? Now I feel horrible. <laughs> Hold on. It gets better. Better. He got shot at some other school. And he died. No, I'm I know. I'm like, you better tell me he pulled through. Cause twice. <laughs> he died twice. Wow. Get on that 50 cent record there. Yeah. So <gasps> I think we just violated HIPAA. So he, he got shot at a different school. He got a beef with some kids, some thugs. So then he comes to my school. I'm like, son of a, why? Why? Because if somebody comes looking decoy. for Jimmy... And they were like, oh, you mean James? I think you're yeah. like John Wick and you came back from the light. Yeah, I'm like, no, that, that I wasn't I need a me. less unique last name. Yeah, so that. What do you mean I'm, less unique? Soldner is not exactly Smith or Jones. I've looked. There are no Jenny Soldner. That, that's what I'm saying. I Cashmere. want Smith or Jonas or something. So that Jenny with an I. Train wrecking the whole concept <laughs> of two names. And I'm trying desperately to. I need an alibi. Yeah. <laughs> Both of us are like. Cashmere. Keep going. Cashmere. Jenny with an I. Cashmere. Because you're yeah. silky smooth. Cashmere. I'm not Cashmere. silky smooth. Yes, I've is. got eczema. <laughs> well, there goes that idea. <laughs> All right. All right. Jenny with an I. Super bumpy. <laughs> Wait, I think J Lo already has that. Super See, there's bumpy. a category on the internet just for that. You're gonna be just fine. Kid. This is not that kind Super of show. Bumpy. <laughs> I had an actual comedy question, and I've since forgotten it. Well, I do. Uh, for I, I'm fascinated by comedy. I've never done stand up, but first time, like, what the hell did your heart beat? Did your like? 
heartbeat go to like 137 beats per second or was do you even just, remember your first time james like it was yesterday yeah. i think he just I called you, you really it's old like first time. <laughs> it's like psychological skydiving i imagine yes you're up there all by yourself yeah getting in the plane it's like and here we go james and you're like and okay dribble dribble <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't do any dribbling, but uh, the first time I signed up, yeah. I used a nickname, Grasshopper. Okay. So I signed up. It was a slot for like fifteen comics. I signed up to be like number ten, and somebody signed up behind me. Yeah. Or no, was right, it Jimmy? Right, right in front of me. No, I wasn't Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's clocking already. I, I think I would have stabbed him. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. But uh, so somebody signed up in front of me. And I'm like, okay. So the host flipped the list, and he started from the bottom and went backwards. So I'm already I believe in that. I, I believe in ra- I believe in signing up and then randomizing the list. That is horrifying. And it is, all, but, but I wish you all people who do that, that like you. Exactly because yes, sir. because it snatched the bandaid no. off. And I yes. couldn't sit there. No. So I had this cocky ass opening joke, <laughs> as all first comics do. Like it was it was ultra cocky because I'm, yeah. I'm I I took the stage in comedy with over at that point about 15 years of customer service experience. Right. So I did corporate team building. I did all these kind of facilitated all these icebreaker activities and stuff. So I'm like, oh, I got this. And then it was like, skirt, you're second. What? It's like, okay, so the opening joke was like, hey, uh, my name is Grasshopper, and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I know you're expecting an Asian dude, but sorry. And then uh, <laughs> Let's do a trust fall. <laughs> yeah, so, so then I was like, okay, so my opening joke that I had written down was like, let's give a moment of silence for those comics that died in front of me, and those are going to die. <gasps> After me, right? Whoa, that was my opening joke. That's I, your first. That was my first. I didn't say it though. I didn't say it. Yeah, I didn't say it. That's yeah. for sure. I didn't say it at that point because when I found out I was second, the first guy truly sucked. Oh no! And, and at I, least you I'm, have a heart. I'm I'm not being I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being like I went out there and all of a sudden everybody's trying to sign me. No, yeah. he sucked so bad that they heckled him. Oh. Like the host heckled him, the yeah, others. But terrifying. so yeah, was I was he like, bad or was he saying things that he shouldn't have been saying? He was bad. Okay, he was bad. Like there was no rhythm to the jokes. There was no the usual setup punch. Nothing. He was kind of rambling. Okay. And so okay. found out the guy ended up working there. He was working there at the time. So I'm like, oh, so they <laughs> they just dumped on dude because that was his last night there too. And then I'm like. Well, I can't use that joke because I know very, when you go into places how clickish they are. Yeah, that's yes. very targeted. Yeah, so I'm like, yep. it's just like going to the club. You don't go to no club for the first time and be like, hey, come on, ladies, come on. I, I got you. Come wait, on over here. Wait, no, I'm you gotta, not supposed to do that? You can, but oh. a guy oh, ain't yeah, supposed you, to. A guy. <laughs> and, and, and that don't matter which club you go to, whether it, it's a, a, a gay club mm-hmm. or a straight club or a hood club yeah, or a, a, whatever. You got to get in there and see what the protocol is to see who is with who, because if you don't, you get swarmed. And I've seen that too many times in club life, like some dude to walk up to some chick is there with her girls. But her man is this giant dude taking up the whole corner (laughs) of the bar. (laughs) And then she's like, hey, 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 can I buy you a drink? No, you you can't afford what I'm drinking. And then you're like, well, 
you a bitch. You Herbert, <laughs> he just called me a bitch. And you can hear it. And also, yeah, you, you hear this gust of wind because dude done took a deep breath. And it's like, and all the fog from the dance floor just disappeared because he done sucked it all up and he come over. What did you? This call is the my weirdest girl? launch from a comedy, from a first comedy. It's like Lord yeah. of the Rings shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying that's that's where my head is. That's where my head is because yeah, I know. Feel the room. So I'm like, I, I can't even do that joke because uh. dude was terrible. And then I, with that opening line, I had a perfect five minute set. Oh. But because that dude truly sucks. I, I didn't know what to do, so I panicked. And then as soon as I hit him with a hard laugh, which was four minutes flat, I stopped. Thank you. Good night. Oh, you walked off nice. early. It, well, they gave us better. five minutes. Yeah. So All right. it's, it's better there? to end short than to go over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause yeah, cause if you, you go over. At an open mic. Yeah, if you go over. Comedy show. Which I've done a lot in the last booked. couple of weeks. But uh, yeah. uh, well, if you. you. Oh, yeah. What about you, Trevor? <laughs> Were you peeing your pants on your first time? Yeah. No, I. So. Uh, <laughs> so I come from. I was a musician before I got into comedy. You know, I did a lot of solo stuff. So, um, I mean, I was nervous because I was. Not, I wasn't hiding behind an instrument, um, but yeah, it was. What instrument did you play? I played the ukulele. Why don't you ever do tiny musical tiny comedy? Tiny, because tiny I tiny. think it is the lowest form of comedy. Ooh. <laughs> That was Trevor Clumper, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Trevor I've, uh, yeah. we, had, we had a comic on, uh, like, <laughs> the first round of us doing this, we had a musical comic yeah, on. Yeah. And I'm going to credit him because it was such a great line, Joel Roberts, and I'm oh, going to butcher yeah. this, but he said that he has to be really good at music and really good at comedy and bring them together to make something less impressive than either one. Yeah. <laughs> on I just thought that was the perfect explanation. Uh, yeah. And that, that fits so, with what you just said. So, yeah. Also, my music was always very sad and like I tried and it, it yeah. doesn't come out the same. So I, I can't Lord. do it. Yeah. So what do you dislike about musical comedy? It's easy. And, it's a cheat. Is it all of it? Because what you know, I think about like Bo Burnham. Love Bo Burnham. So there's so as long as you're really really good at it. It's not even that. Bo Burnham does it different. How does it's still musical comedy, isn't it? Bo's Bo makes a show out of it. Nate it's, has a guitar. It's it's <laughs> Trevor doesn't like yeah. music. Like that? Um, <laughs> sure. I have never yeah. done yeah. Just jump up there. Yeah, it's 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 a spectacle. Um, like he, like Bo Burnham, like he makes a show out of it. It's not sure. just about, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's, and it's, it, it's yeah. an experience that you're living through. Sure. Uh, anyone can get up there with a guitar and be like, my dick is soft all the time. You know, like it's yeah. just, it's kind of a cheat. And because so, that when you do a bar I can't show, say that. So when you, when you do a bar show, right, usually at bars you have musicians, right? Yes. So when you do comedy, it's uh, a little different. So now if you are a musical comedian, you're, they're getting both. They love you automatically. But the, half the time, I'm just like, I didn't hear a single joke. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. I get so you think saying. it's like hacky? Not Hack. it's like there are people who can do it very well. And I do sure. give them all the props in the world. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, lower echelon comics definitely do. Not. My biggest issue with musical comedy is the back and forth where they'll sing a song. 
and then they'll tell some jokes Mm -hmm. and then they'll sing a song or tell some jokes and like Dimitri Martin will like tell jokes and then end with singing a song and it's like all over the place whereas there's other comics like Bo Burnham and I'm trying to think not necessarily maybe Adam Sandler but I think he used to where it was just music all the time and you knew what you were getting the back and forth to me is like whiplash well it's like Jeff uh, Dunham with with his uh, puppets he's got I mean he is a very skilled individual at that particular thing but he does like the first five or ten he has a you know solid ten if you ever go see him or anything yeah and then all right, let's say let's say hi to my friend Peanut and then he goes and he launches into that but he still do you think he's funny in his solid ten because I get Jay Leno someone else wrote it vibes well he probably does have survived. Well, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Jeff has not called me back. I have no idea what Jeff does. Well, there's a lot of comics out there that have writers yeah. that you've heard of, yeah. but you haven't heard of the writers. Would you guys ever do that? Would you let someone else write jokes that you would tell? No, not fully. Uh, like, if if I'm talking to James and uh, he's just like, hey, this I thought of this tag. I might use that. That's different. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to have someone be like, hey, I wrote this joke and I thought of you because I'm like, you're not going to get my voice. You're not. It's impossible. Yeah. That Can I ask sense. a question real quick? Um, okay. So when Jenny started doing this podcast for Comedy Connects about two years ago, this is the first one after all that. We said that in the beginning. I had questions that go ahead and make fun of me, but other people we've learned listen, even with a notebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, what define a tag? Everybody keeps you guys have your own vocabulary. Like the the tag is the what? Okay, call it the punchline. Yeah. So what yeah. Hell? So like kind let's of. say I have a joke in front of me. Yeah. Okay. So I write the joke, and that the first part of the joke is the setup. You're setting it up, right? Sure. And the punchline. Guy walks into a bar. Yep. And the punchline is the end of the joke. Right. right? So a tag is a little tiny joke in between. So it's it's almost it's. The way that I've always looked at tags is if I'm telling you a story, right, right, and I have my setup and then I have my punchline, there's all this dead space in between where no one's laughing. And in comedy, gotcha. you, they have to be laughing the entire That's time. That's the meat. Mm-hmm. So then you put in your tags to keep the interest in the story that you're telling. You keep them, you keep them invested. Right. And then that way the punchline is this very nice big payoff. Okay. Thank you for that. Yeah. Yep. And go ahead. This is like a PhD program. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I've heard about Seriously. like I've I've heard comics say like they'll write a joke and then they get up there and they've got you know a couple of tags and their punchline, but then one tag gets a way bigger laugh than the punchline, mm-hmm. and that's bad, right? Uh, yeah. Like then you got to rework the whole joke because the, the punchline. Yeah, you can usually just like do a little switch if you need to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like 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 Trevor explained it. Um, I, I think of it similar in the same direction, like uh, <clears throat> A is the starting point, and then Z is the punchline, and the tags are every single letter in between, or you can pick a letter and jump around. <laughs> you you uh, you don't want 24 tags. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but but if you can... That would be impressive, though. If, if you can keep it going, keep it interesting, you can tag all around the place. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use all 24 but you got that room there because think of it like, like, well, yeah, 24. So you got all that room in there. And like you said, if it's the setup and then you get immediately to the punchline, where's the finesse? Where's the flair? Where's well, the entertainment? You, well, then you get Mitch Hedberg. 
You don't have to take everything. No, I, I have you don't jo- have I have jokes that are just, you know, this. You know, that's it. Yeah. But it's, it is it is nice, and you should just tag stuff until it, to death, really. Yep. You know? Do you think you can ever tag it too much, though? Yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. It's, you can get exhausted by it. It's just like, all right, we get it. You're fat. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you guys ever told a fat joke? Yeah. Did I just call you? I didn't mean. I, that wasn't me trying oh. to call you. <laughs> it's audio. No, I just like it's such a we're in Wisconsin. Okay, everything is a fat joke. It, it took me a while to get to talking because I when, I when I started comedy, I wasn't fat, uh, and then <laughs> comedy happened. Uh, and so then after that, you know, now I have some fat jokes. Like retirement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, I think I wasn't our, fat until I retired. I think our season one, episode two, was I got funnier when I got fatter. I think that's the yes. name of it. That's even the title of the Nice. It's just the it's a lot of late nights, a lot of drinking, you know. I'm on the road a lot. I just, yeah. It's yeah, how has, how has comedy, can you, like, did it worsen vices getting into comedy? Because yeah, it's a lot of bar shows. It's, lifestyle. Yeah. I never had, like, a problem with drinking. Um, I drink a lot more now, but I wouldn't consider it a problem. That's um, what they all say. <laughs> uh, no, no. no. Well, you, she winked at me. I haven't had a beer. Like I only, like I only <laughs> drink at comedy shows at this point, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but and then I, I smoke weed less now that I do comedy because it just it messes my brain up and oh, I can't no. think the same way. Um, Where in Wisconsin that's illegal. You mean you don't smoke weed at all? What do you mean? When I take an hour drive up north. I go off across there the border, rip it down. <laughs> Wait a couple hours for it to fade, and yeah. then I drive back. Actually, you don't, you don't have to wait if someone else is driving, because yeah. I've learned it's not illegal to be high. It's mm-hmm. just illegal to... Be high and driving. Well, yeah, that, yeah. obviously. But it's illegal like to have it, or smoke it, or eat it, but it's not illegal to... to to have consumed it, yeah. like they can't arrest you because you were you're already high. You had one of them devil's lettuces things. This All right, we're taking you in. I want a Satan stick. This but is me just trying to learn the Wisconsin. I'd like law. to hear James's perspective since I'm. I, 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 am I my right to say that you're a sober comic? Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Um. So I stopped drinking in 2006, not for a Wisconsin reason. I have to literally I have to make that clear because people refuse to accept that a person live born and raised in Wisconsin can stop drinking on their own without uh, an intervention or the police getting involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, 2005 New Year's Eve going into 2006 was the last time I would have been legally drunk. Mm hmm. And let me tell you, I was tore up from the floor up, too. I, I made the best <laughs> Go of it. Go out with a bang. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't want to get all creepy here, but I had this inner voice in the later part of 2005 telling me I need to stop drinking. And so, I was like, lived alone in my apartment one night. I had went out drinking. Didn't drink a lot. I had like two drinks for the night because I was driving. I was being responsible. Uh, so... I get home and about two o'clock in the morning, I hear somebody screaming at me and I feel this voice and moisture in my ear from the voice. And I popped up and I looked around like, what the hell? And the voice screamed at me, female voice, you need to stop drinking. Make this your New Year's resolution and be done. 
And when she said done, I felt the spray in my ear and I woke up like, who the hell is in my apartment? Because I didn't bring home nothing ugly. So (laughs) I came home alone. So fast forward, I agreed to that, went back to sleep. Fast forward, New Year's Eve comes, I go out, drink, whatever. And then uh, I was done. February rolls around, I'm at work, and I thought I was having a stroke. Mm-hmm. So when I thought I was having a stroke, my job let me drive myself to the hospital. Yay. Nice. <laughs> yeah, very nice. So That's I get the there. the most American thing I've ever oh, heard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I get there, I got an MRI, and I got diagnosed with MS. So that little voice was my friend Kim, who got killed when I was six years old. She's my very first friend in the world outside of my family. Mm-hmm. And she's been with me that whole time. It was her voice. I remember it plain as day. So... Being a sober comic mm-hmm. is easy. I I can hang out with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not pressured to drink. I don't feel pressured to drink. I never felt pressured to drink. And so uh, nothing's changed mm-hmm. as far as that goes. I'm, I'm just as goofy as I was drinking as I am now. And in fact, only one person could tell that I had been drinking. And dude was like, I know you're. I know you're drunk. I'm like, how, how can you tell I'm drunk? I'm like, I'm not stumbling. I'm not slurring speech or yeah, nothing like that. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, but you won't shut up. <laughs> I was like, ah, fair point. You got me. You got me. But it, it's. I, I mean, it's you, not hard. You mentioned that like you never feel pressured, and I have not in all the you know being around the comics and everything. I've never really seen anyone pressure anyone for anything, whether yeah. you know drinking or illegal substances or whatever. It's just. And I wonder though, like you've you've traveled, you were in comedy in mm-hmm. Austin. I did, yeah, I was in Austin for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. is is there more pressure down there? Is no, there I wouldn't anything? say that either. Because yeah. um, yeah. I was wondering, is this just a Wisconsin thing that it's not? Well, you got to remember, comedians are poor. Um, <laughs> what he said. So it's kind of hard to be like, hey, get a hey, um, let me buy you a drink. I'm not going to say that because I can't afford to buy James a drink. Right. Um, <laughs> yep. And the Wisconsin thing hates to see somebody empty-handed. Yeah. They hate that. Yeah, And so <laughs> when I stopped drinking, I used to always have a son like, hey, I'm the designated driver. Well, that worked for like 25 minutes. Kid you not. So then I switched to uh, a root beer. And then they give me a root beer in a plastic cup. Mm-hmm. Everybody could tell I'm drinking a son. I'm like, dude, can I get a pint glass? Yeah. Give me a root beer yeah. in a pint glass with no ice. <laughs> You want it cold? No. <laughs> Room temperature. Mm-hmm. Why? Because when that root beer gets to the top, it has a little line of foam. It looks just like Everyone a Guinness yeah. to drunk folks. So then if you already yeah. have a drink and it's pretty full, nobody wants you to be two-fisted on their dollar. But if you're empty-handed, oh, yeah, they'll spend top dollar to put a drink in your hand. But if you already right. got one, like, well, you're being greedy. I'm like, nah, I'm good. As a woman, they, they just buy me things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but have I always, like, I'll do, like, vodka tonics, and it always looks like I'm walking around, because I don't put any fruit or anything mm-hmm. in it, so I just look like I'm walking around with water yeah. all the time. Yeah. I, I, you know, and if it's not even co- comedians who I feel pressure from, from, but now comedy audience members, that's oh. where the pressure comes <laughs> in. Really? Like, oh, I, the drink. amount of drinks that get oh, bought sure. for me, but it's not who drinks, it's fine. But, but that's a good, that means yeah. they enjoyed your yes, set, right? But now, because but now, you know, James, obviously he got sober for his own reasons. It had nothing yeah. to do with him being out of control. But now, let's say I'm a comic who had a real problem, like lost, like almost lost my family or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden this guy's like, here you go. Yeah. That kind of sucks. You that know? would be, yeah. I mean, you know, there's some comics, like I've seen sober comics that just bolt after a show. Mm-hmm. They're just gone. And I've. 
I respect that because it's like you can't hang out, you know, because even if the show isn't at a bar, it's at a comedy club and the comedy club has a bar. I think your favorite comic, uh, Seinfeld, uh, What's that I can't all about? remember. Well, I mean, she loves Seinfeld. <laughs> he's pretty sure, right? Uh, he, it's my, he's my favorite. Teaching TV comedy. show. He's not my favorite stand-up oh, comic. I thought, okay, I yeah. thought you really revered. Anyway, I didn't want to potato like some <laughs> revered thing. No. Anyway, I remember watching a podcast, and they said that uh, it was like a a comedian that was just starting at, like to get to grow bigger and bigger. And Seinfeld gave him the best advice. He said, "Go home." And he goes, what? He goes, best advice, go home. Do your show, go home. I learned that from other... Which is ironic because Mm -hmm. he tells a lot of stories about not going home. Right. (laughs) And he said the best advice was go home. Instead, it's the afterward, but that's also the socialization that I'm fascinated from. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So I got to plug myself. I know. I was, I was just going to say that's when a lot and of networking, yeah, yeah, a lot of networking happens. Yep. And that's a big, like, have you guys found that's a big part of it? It's who you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, absolutely. if you if you just show up to, like, one or two random open mics, mm-hmm. no one's going to know who you are. And mm-hmm. you can kill, but still, people, you yep. need that connection. Because, like, during the pandemic... Um, I was going to Skyline open mics, but I was just like a lot of the comics I saw come through. I don't see these same guys that made me think of this, but I'm like, these guys were going in the bathroom and coming straight out and taking the mic. I'm like, they didn't wash your hands because the, the, the bathroom is right there. You can hear it. You're listening for the. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you can hear them going to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, even if I was in the bathroom with them, I'm like, Dude, they didn't wash his hands. So I'm like, pandemic, not washing your hands? No, I'm, I'm good. I, I stepped step back. And it's yeah. just like, uh. That happened to me. I was at a, an, no, it was actually, I think, a show at the attic in Menasha, Wisconsin. Yeah. And yeah, there I didn't know this particular comedian, and they shall remain nameless. Um, but I went to the bathroom and I, they came in after me, and I was washing my hands, and I watched her walk right off, and then I was like, "Ew," you know. Yeah. But I didn't know who she, I didn't know who she was. Yep. Then I sit back down at my table with my drink, and next thing I know, she's up on stage. Yeah. And I, I don't know if this is gonna out her, but then she starts telling a joke about you know COVID and not washing hands and nasty and everything, and I had already told everyone at the table like mm-hmm. there's this woman who didn't wash her hands yep. in the bathroom. So we're all laughing hysterically yep. because this is so gross. But yep. we were not laughing at her I mean, particular. You're not gonna wash your hands. Make sure no one else is in the bathroom to witness it. That's what yep. I'm saying. Like. Speaking of, there's a whole Seinfeld episode about that with Poppy. Like you know, at least like like when Ritz. George took, took that book in the bathroom and read it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh-uh, bro, no. No. Like, uh, yeah. Well, then you think about our phones. Like, yeah. you know, how often do you guys sanitize your phones? Once a often. week. Once a Trevor, mm-hmm. he's making us all <laughs> look bad. Well, I have these, like, lens wipes in my He's day. over here no, like, no, nah. Not very often, but. Oh, uh, I was grossed out because I saw an article, 199.8%. E. coli on every single person's phone. Mm-hmm. I can believe that. And I was like, so Depends every time I'm in are. the bathroom and I have my phone on me, I'm like, oh my God. Just don't take e. it out. Central. I, I always. get it out of my head. Now I'm not like, it's like please you know extract what's... that information out of my head. Because every time I grab <laughs> my phone, I'm like, 
You know what's crazy is I've never I I know that about phones, but I've never changed mm-hmm. my behavior with my phone. Yep. But I learned that one of the filthiest things on the planet is the bottom of a woman's purse. Yeah, because Absolutely. she sets it down, yeah. bathroom Wait, everywhere, you said purse, purse. Yep. And when I learned that, I s- <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> It's for show. We're just trying to get in the room. Keep going. But when I learned about the purses, I switched. I always have this little tiny wristlet that only stays on tables because, ew. But my phone, yeah, it, it takes no. a shit with me. And don't touch my phone. Is it kind of like your own farts? They smell really great. Don't have anybody else's. Or like well, see, I don't have that. Like if I, I pass have, around my phone. Is it my own poop? What are we doing here? <laughs> this is a comedy related so, podcast. So, uh, to go back Please to the, the networking. <laughs> well, I got, I got one more thing to say. Okay. He's, one more. <laughs> Do you guys not clean your glasses? I clean my glasses, I clean my glasses all the time. There's a lens wipe, right? Yes. Yeah. Take that lens wipe, wipe Indeed. your phone down. Same thing. What he said. Oh, now all Hello. of a sudden you're, yeah. now I he's wear, acting like I he washes sun, his phone. I wear sunglasses a lot, so you, I'll be like, oh, I got to wipe off my sunglasses, and I just wipe my phone. Big guys. I know, and I, I don't use sink. lens wipes on my glasses. Oh, I use okay. Windex. Yeah. Well, uh, spray it on the phone. Yep. So, yeah, uh, like I, you said. I appreciate <laughs> you thinking I can do more than one thing. I'm lucky. My glasses are filthy right now, so. They're broken and I, I Smudge like above that. the rest. Yeah, um, so networking. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> anyway, so like, uh, pandemic, I scaled back, but um, there was a open mic at Dairyland Brew Pub. Uh, Christopher Olsen had started out a couple years ago. And, uh, in I, Wisconsin? Yeah, in Appleton, Wisconsin, on Wisconsin Avenue, uh, Dairyland Brew Pub. Hello, Dory. Uh, <laughs> so I went up there, and I just I just watched him, and I saw a lot of new faces, and so um, Chris like, you gonna get up there? I'm like, yeah. So I went up there and I told everybody it was my first time. And then, of course, I killed because. They're generous. They, they're rooting <laughs> for you. Like they had no idea I was coming. They thought I was just some, some quiet dude, black dude that just kind of slipped in because I was real humble about it. I said hi to everybody. And, and I, I'm like, yeah, that's I, how I am before I karaoke rap. God. Yeah. See, so then I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go up. And so I'm like. Hi, everybody. This is my first time. And then I go into my material and I do a quick, tight five minutes and the whole room is like, ah. And then Dan Karn was like in the back of the bar. Dude was like, you lied. This isn't your first time. (laughs) He's like, this is you. He found my Facebook profile. He's like, this is you, you freaking lawyer. I was like, eh. You were pulling the, oh, yeah. Yeah, the sympathy card, which oh, yeah. gets, Absol- gets you. Absolutely, right? absolutely. People in general, right? Because as an audience member, because I, like I said, I've never done it. We root for you guys. Yep. We're rooting for you. You just you got to really F up. you got to really seriously fuck up. And, I, and have we I, not I, seen those opportunities right. happen where somebody really, really just kind of the audience was right here with them, and yeah. then they just kind of torpedoed themselves and just lost yeah. the audience, and then it's everybody's a, sitting there like, "Yeah, it's a fascinating." So many shows I've done where I'm like, I, I warm them up. I'm like, "Oh, I got them perfect. This room is so hot." And then I bring up, it's typically a guest spot, yep. 
um, you know, giving that person their first shot, mm-hmm. and then they come up and they're just like, ah, my wife, you know, and you're just like, you're just like ah, come on, man. Like, dude, you see all these couples? What? You see all these old ladies who look like their husbands died? Tre- <laughs> Don't bring up marriage. Trevor's over here talking about, oh, they killed the room with my wife, and you introduced your girlfriend as a cum dumpster. That was, that was at the drunk show, though, wasn't it? No, no, that, no, that, that was that, an that, open <laughs> Yes. And it was beautiful because she gets up there and she's like, I don't know who that man yeah. is. Audience. <laughs> yeah. If I, audience. Yeah, well, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the comic before me used those words. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, and to, to refer to his wife. And so oh, then when I went up there... Okay. To, to bring Kate up, I said, uh, my cum dumpster. I know, must have missed that because it seemed joke. out of nowhere yeah, to me. Yeah. Uh, Is that uh, called a callback? A yeah. callback. It's a light callback. Ah, yeah. son of a bitch. Can you, can you call back to someone else's joke? Oh. Isn't that and poor open mic as a host? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. keeping that energy moving. Yeah. Well, yeah, but can anyone outside of a host do that? Or is that... Yes. I've, I've worked <sighs> shows with... Um, I have opinions. Where I, <laughs> So, oh, well, that's what we want yeah. is the opinions. So, um, uh, what the heck was his name? Uh, Kevin Bozeman. I hosted for Kevin Bozeman. It was me, Kevin Bozeman was the, the headliner, and then we had Greg Hall. And I did a joke about Walmart. Greg did a joke about Walmart. Mm. Kevin threw a joke out there about Walmart. And they each slipped in a callback from the other, which mm-hmm. is pretty funny. That's pretty through line, man. Yeah, That's but every everybody had their own completely different take about right. Walmart, and the only similarity was Walmart. Right. And, like, some of the callbacks are like, well, I didn't have that kind of thing happen to me at Walmart. That happened to James right. or Greg, but let me tell you what happened, you know. And it was, it was like, it was the funniest thing, because each night we worked together, I would set the tone with some type of theme, and then everybody, all three of us would do a joke on that same theme and, and just call back. Like, uh, and Greg Hall plays guitar, mm-hmm. and he, he's, like, he legitimately can sing. He writes, he sings, and he, he slips in jokes all the time. He reminds me of uh, the Smothers Brothers. Mm-hmm. Classic. Like, they do the banter and everything, and, and it's like, boom, it's all smooth. It's all yeah. it's polished. And But that dude would, like do a callback off of something I said, and Kevin would do a callback off something he said, something I said, and it was just... Hmm. But I, 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 I kind of yeah, think what, I know what mm-hmm. you're going to say about your thoughts on doing a callback I, on somebody else's joke. I agree with what you're saying. I've seen that many times where it's just like, I guess this is the theme of the night, yeah. you know? Uh, but, you know, like when James and I do a show together and we both talk about being black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is my twin brother. Yeah. But... Uh, no, but there, I've seen shows where someone will do a joke, right, and then the person after will do a similar joke, but they essentially stole a piece of the joke, and then they're trying to pass it off now as being oh, like a callback. So to them. using it almost like their own setup. Yeah, yeah, and, and okay. when I see that, I'm just like, you just no, you just stole a joke. That's what you did. You don't try to sh- right the premise it. itself. Is that what you guys are talking about? To go, I mean, that's part of what, why we love doing yeah. this podcast. Our she started mm-hmm. it is to kind of get behind the scenes on like how you guys do this. So the premise itself, everybody knows Walmart has the cliches. Yeah, but yeah. you guys like a group 
Netflix special could be Walmart sucks, the comedians, and you guys could do that. <laughs> yeah, we'd all have, have our own. Yeah. Yep, exactly. But the premise itself is it's some you were talking about shopping carts being well, I think it's and you jump in on shopping carts. That's yeah. what you guys. Yeah, I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. Premise is just like the overarching theme of the joke. Okay, you know, and and I mean, and they don't even have to be that vague. You know, like uh, there's a comic who has a joke about Facebook, right? Right. And I have a, I had written a joke about Facebook that was in the same vein, kind of, and so sure. I ran it by him just to be like, hey. Does this like how do you feel? And they're like, oh yeah, different. And the premise is different enough. Like gotcha. they're like they're right. like theirs is about Facebook Marketplace and how weird it is. And mine is was about uh, using Facebook Marketplace not to buy drugs, but because I just wanted something was in the way in my house. You know, like I'm an adult now. You know, right. so right. that's yeah. the thing too is because there's so only so many like topics, right? So like if you tell a joke. Sure. You know, if you tell a joke about Walmart and then someone else tells a joke about Walmart, you can't really say, oh, well, they stole my premise. Like, it's like everyone can tell a joke about Walmart. Yep. And and somebody approached me at uh, Skyline about that because uh, I do this joke about going to court and forgetting to put my phone on silence. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else did a joke about uh, rapping along to uh, beat that, uh, beat the brakes off that cat. That's the clean version. And then somebody's like, hey, they stole your joke. They're trying to tap on your joke. I'm like, no, that's not my joke. That's mm-hmm. their joke. That's mm-hmm. their. The only similarity was they were referencing a, a rap song about beating the brakes off of a a lady part. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. But my joke was about beating that bitch with a bat. <laughs> that was my song. What? How are we on domestic violence? <laughs> So, so, see, what, ha- what happened was, what, what had happened was, um, <laughs> Matt Reif? I went, I went to court. We gotta stay topical. Yeah, I went to court, and, uh, you know, they tell you to turn your phones off, and I forgot to put mine on silence. Mm-hmm. So, as I'm in there pleading my case, like, you know, I'm not a violent person. Uh, I was just happened to be at the, the same scene of the fight, but I was like, I was two people away from the people that were fighting. And, uh. So my phone rings and the whole courtroom hears, I beat that bitch with a bat, bat. I beat that bitch with a bat. So then I'm like, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I got to take this call. Grandma, I think I'm going to jail. Can you put some money in my books? Right? So that's mine. So this other person does their joke. And 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 I, I love the dude, the energy this cat brings. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want anybody to hear this and think I'm trying to shit on him at right, all because right. I have a lot of respect for the dude's grind. He's going to know you're talking about him. Probably. But, but somebody <laughs> else you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but somebody else was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he stole your blah, blah, blah. And um, I'm like, no, no, he didn't. Yeah, it's such a fine line. And also there's like, like I know, uh, you know, a local comic who will hear another comic say a premise and then they'll be like ah shoot i was doing that one and they'll throw the whole thing out because they yeah. want that extreme uniqueness and it's like well, there's share just those things I, i've heard but that that you guys all share like hey this joke you know i've been thinking about this but i can't really use it i love you it's perfect for you here you go and see it's like give it away no. Yeah. <laughs> well, some some do. We've had a oh, couple yeah. on this show. Yeah, yeah. On Netflix, Chris Rock and yeah, uh, we had Kevin a couple. Hard, 
And I watched that whole thing, and they're like, yeah, that's what we used to do at the back table. At yeah. The cellar and shit. So, We've had a couple comics on the show say yeah. specifically, like, yeah, this made me think of you. Me. And, you know, it, there's no hard feelings if you use it or you yeah. don't. But it's just like, hey, this, you know, this so, is yours. So, so the, the pass for that for me would be somebody's got to know me. Like, know me aside from comedy oh, yeah. to be like, hey, dude, oh, yeah. I heard this and I thought of you. Like, um, the the joke about having my cell phone in court, uh, that actually sprung from an actual event. I was on stage and my uh, phone lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody's like, answer your phone, whatever. So then I was talking about that and another comic was like, you know what, dude? You, you should make that a joke and, and gave me some ideas. And I'm like... I didn't like the ideas because they, they went in a completely different direction. But it got your brain But it, Yeah, going. it got, yeah. got me thinking. Yep. And then so another joke that I do, um, we're sitting around and somebody's like, dude, um, my reading rainbow joke. Uh, originally, I closed with... Uh, God, I've never heard that phrase in a gazillion years. Well, he looks like LeVar, LeVar Burton. Burton. Yeah. Like, come on. So... <laughs> This is an audio podcast, but he does. Yeah, so when I originally came up with that whole concept of, of that joke, it was David Allen Greer. Oh, yeah. And then I was... I, I can was, see that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Yep. But nobody... A lot of people still don't know who that is. But a lot of people well, know who LeVar old. Burton is. Well, yeah, they're going to know who LeVar Burton is. Yeah, yeah everybody knows who LeVar David Burton is. David Allen Greer, like, phased out when no. we... How, well, yeah, what's yeah, the yeah. last thing he did? He's doing something right now. I can't think of the show, but he's doing something right my now. My point exactly. Well, I know him. I, I know him, but him. we're old. Yeah. You're old. You're I'm only forty nine ninety nine. Only friends can call him dang. <laughs> right, right. So um the the whole like my whole Walmart joke, somebody else nudged me and gave me suggestions and it's like cause they're like, dude. This is your style. Your style is this. You're you're yeah. upfront. You're you you make everything relatable. You make everything like everything that happened to you is completely funny, and it's not. But the whole part of the comedy is taking everything that's not funny and spinning it, it so it we can cope. So, uh, but they were like gave me some lines. Like somebody wrote it down. I was like, dude, this is for you. And they wrote it down and handed it to me, and I looked at it. And it was a whole new segment <laughs> of a joke that I was working on. And he, he gave me that segment. And my first thought was like, I should be kind of offended. Like, dude, I can make my own jokes. But it was it was a no. smart play because no. he came to me with the premise as if I wrote it myself. Mm-hmm. Right. He found so, a voice. He yeah. wants so to be a writer. Was, Those are the writers I wanna, of the shows. I want to ask, because I've been this person before, where someone told a joke on stage, and in my head, I'm like, oh, I know where this is going. This is going to be good. And then they went a different way, and it wasn't funny. Yeah. So after they got off stage, and we were talking after the after the show, I actually told them, like, have you have you thought about saying this maybe? And I had never gotten on stage at the time. I wasn't. I didn't know the comedy thing. And now I'm like, I think that was that was rude. Was that mean? It depends on how you say it. Yes, delivery is everything. Like if uh, like if I'm watching James right, and he's he's saying a joke, and then I'm like, oh okay, I know what he's gonna say, and then he says something completely different. After the show, I might go up to him and be like, dude, that joke was so funny. Uh, my brain went here. You know, I'm not saying, like, you should do this. I'm saying, mm-hmm. dude, but, like, fuck, fuck me up, man. It's my brain went here instead. Oh, you know? See, now I can't remember how I said it, but. Well, well I'll give you an example. Somebody came up to me. Um, I was at an open mic with a bunch of musicians. 
You know the one I'm talking about. And uh, one of the musicians came up to me. He's like, hey, you know, but when I the last time I did the, uh, uh, what the hell was it? Uh, Jam Rock. Oh, Jam Rock and, and Green Bay. And I did yep. that Foreigner voice. Mm-hmm. So this dude was like, instead of coming up and doing the whole character and doing the backstory for the character, whatever, it's like, dude, you ever think about just telling one of your regular jokes in that voice? And I was like, holy shit, I never, never thought of that. Because I'm always like, good evening. Thank you for coming to the comedy show. I'm so glad to be here. And he was like, just do a joke. So I got up there and I hit the ground running with that voice. And I was like, oh, my God, that uh, really yeah. like all of us were like, oh, my God, me and the audience. Because when I said the joke and I did that and I seen like it was at an open mic at a bar. You know how that is at a bar. Mm-hmm. Drinkers are like this. But when I hit them with that joke and that voice, everybody turned around. And I was like. Did that come out of my mouth? Yeah. <laughs> and then I went into the rest of the material, but it was like, holy crap. Perspective from another performer, mm-hmm. yes, but nowhere near a comedian. Like, this dude ain't really funny in conversation. He don't try to be, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, but dude was like, you ever try that? And do the- you do you value other comedians' feedback yes. over random audience members? Yes, 100%. Yeah. It depends on the comic. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So are there, like, not to name, we're not naming names, yeah. but are there comics that will come up to you and give you something and you're immediately like, yeah, all right, buddy, yep, uh, sure. I mean, I'm at a point now where people know not to talk to me usually, <laughs> which is pretty nice. Um, uh, I, see I haven't gotten, down here yeah, yeah. Like, I haven't gotten the memo yet. Yeah, I, I just, I get, I, I have a face, I'm told, that just says, don't talk to me, which I'm 100% cool with. Um, but people who know me, know that I'm not actually, like, a mean person. You know, I'll, I'll talk to you, you know? <laughs> I can't stand him. But, like, so comics usually don't... I mean, I've had that happen, and usually... I'll listen. I, I always listen to advi- feedback. I, it's mm-hmm. very important. Um, you know, I have rewritten jokes based on things, but usually don't give advice unless it's asked of you. Right. You know, like... Uh, That's life advice said. right there. I, I was working on uh, this joke about Goldilocks and I could not get it to work right, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, man, why can't I get this joke? And I asked uh, a fellow comic uh, who I look up to and I was just like, hey, I can't get this joke to work. Like, mm-hmm. what am I missing? He goes... The, the three bears are gay. And I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> like, how did I miss that? Like, <laughs> Just right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've heard this joke yet, but now I'm, I do. I'm intrigued. I, I, mean, it's, I worked it out, so I, yeah. I don't need to do it at mics very often, but yeah. So the, I've had comics give, I, well, I had comics give me advice, and it's like, you know when somebody's trying to Kill your vibe automatically. Yeah. I, I, mm, vindictive. Yeah, because because like trying to rip you. One of my first real jobs, I worked at a Greyhound station, and when you work at a bus station, not the best of the people travel by bus. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of drug dealers travel by bus. Yes. A lot of easy rapists. A lot of murderers. Mm-hmm. And when I say murderers, I legitimately mean murderers. Like, I'm. So, I don't think I've ever been on a public from bus. the scene of the crime. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. A lot of time right. buses. Buses this are is, fun. Yeah, so I had to learn how to... Red flags, Trevor. <laughs> red flags. <laughs> I had to go have fun in a city and just yep. leave anonymously. It's always yep. a good time. Roll under the uh, baggage bin and snuggle on a suitcase until you get to where you're going. Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, <clears throat> see, that was a tag. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> see I learned. <laughs> but uh, so I learned to read people because I, I had to figure this person out within 30 seconds of seeing them. 
Are they coming to rob me? Are they coming mm-hmm. for information? Or are they here to pick up somebody? And uh, that's never left me. So when somebody approaches me at a show and it's another comic, even if it's, if it's especially if it's an open mic and somebody approaches me, I listen to the body language, the word choice, their cadence, mm-hmm. if they've been drinking or not, their eye contact. I'm watching everything. And I'm like, is this legitimately a critique in my head or are they just trying to kill my vibe? Mm-hmm. And then it's like certain subliminal cues that you give out, subconscious cues that you give out, lets me know like, nah, this ain't legitimate advice. You're just trying to kill a vibe. Because then I, I, that same person that would come up to me might go up to Trevor and, and try to do that same thing. And I'm like, uh, this this person is a bitter Betty and they're just trying to kill yeah. everybody's vibe. And it's I just like, seen, don't do that. I have seen people like that, like an audience member after a show who just seemed to want to critique every little yep, thing yep. about what ha- what everyone did. And it's like, you know, just relax, enjoy it. Yeah, but those are the same people I imagine who feel as though they're trying to help you. Yeah. The audience yeah. while you're doing your... They're not understanding the dynamic. Like, this is not a conversation we're having. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a performance that has timing and beats. And, and you can't expect people to do all the homework before they go in and pay yep. money. I do them. expect it. But, Damn well, it. <laughs> well, it's well, like. I have, I have a question, though, kind of on that vein. How confident are you guys that you know how well you performed? Very Really? I'm hyper aware of it. I uh, I'm harder than I need to be. I'm told very often. I'll get off. I'll get off of the stage and be like, Ah, oh, man, that sucked. And then they're like, What? You know? Yeah. <laughs> I am one of those. Yeah. I have witnessed this yeah. dude kill. It just like boom. And well, then so dude- what you're you're kind of saying you're not very conscious of how oh, you yeah, do on sure. stage, okay, then, I see right? What you're yeah. Well, like, the reason I say it that way is the amount of comics I see. That I'm just like, I, I, I'm so embarrassed, I have to leave the room because mm-hmm. they're dying so hard on stage, right? Yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, and I'm, I'm expecting to get off stage and they're going to come over and need a shoulder to cry on, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be that person. And they get off stage and they're like, did you see how electric that was? And I'm just I hate like, that. oh. That is the worst position to be I'm like, in. I'm like, part of me wants to, like nurture you because like okay sure you don't you're not you don't feel bad about that that's awesome you should feel good about it but also like you need to but learn you want to be honest <laughs> yeah. right i have been in that position where someone's just like yeah i killed it and i'm like patting them on the back sure sure, sure I, I do a new did. thing now where i give myself a couple days like i'll like i'll be in the moment kind of like mm, you know whatever and then I'll watch back later and be like, okay, that wasn't mm-hmm. what you thought it was. Yep. So I've responded, I see the aftermath a lot, right? From mm-hmm. open mics or shows mm-hmm. or working at Skyline where people come off the stage. And what I've consistently noticed is that how they feel coming off stage is how they felt going on stage. Oh. So if someone comes in and they're just like, you know, a rough day, it was so difficult to get here, whatever, they can kill on stage and they'll come off stage and be like, man, I've, I've definitely done better. Or someone can come in all oh, hyped yeah, up yeah, and yeah, ready yeah, to go yeah, and then yeah. they go up there, they bomb and they're like, man, that was great. And I've been trying to pay attention to that to see how accurate I am. And I really think I'm accurate on this one where it's whatever their mindset is going up doesn't re- necessarily even affect their performance, but it affects what they're what they reflect mm-hmm. on it when they get yeah. off stage. Yeah, no, I've, I've had moments like that where um, 
I'm feeling like, man, I, I, my energy was at 90%. I wanted to do 110. I just wanted to be ridiculous. And then I'm up there. Yeah, you hear, you hear the laughs, whatever. I, I see the reactions, but then it's just like, oh, I was going to do this. Dang it. And then mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm humble going up. I'm there in the moment. And then I'm humble coming down. But it's just like, yeah, I didn't have the energy I wanted. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have that silliness I wanted. Have you guys ever done, I think we're kind of running out of time. <laughs> There's a camera in my face, Nate. I was not consenting we're to this. We're running out of time. I this know. could be a three-hour Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to keep them for three hours. I've but, uh, oh, man, now your camera's got me all distracted. Oh, have you ever had a set where you finished it and there was you had no personal critique? You just thought that was perfect, start to finish. Never killed it. Once. Once. <laughs> Once. Do you think that was valid? Absolutely. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why it was valid, because uh, it was at Comedy Quarter, which is now a bank. Mm. R.I.P. Comedy Quarter. Love you, dog. Um, Wisconsin. Yep, Nina, Wisconsin. <laughs> so, the headline was Spanky Brown. Uh, the host was Nate Ford, who's out in Idaho now. Um, and then their feature was Russell Aird. So, I walked in the bar to eat, and I was going to see Spanky Brown. Mm -hmm. The owner comes up to me. He's like, hey, what are you doing here? I'm like, I just came to eat. I'm watching Spanky later. He's like, all right. He comes back. Hey, did you want to do a guest set? I'm like, sure. It's all right. It comes back. All right, I got you 10 minutes. All right, cool. So show opens up. Like my friends get there. I'm like, I can't see what you guys. I get to sit in the back with the other comics. I'm going up tonight. And my friend's like, oh, good for you, good for you. Like, like I'm special or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do a guest set. So I go up there and, and I do my 10-minute set. Like as soon as I hit the stage, it was 130 miles an hour. Everything was clear. It was concise. I didn't stumble. I didn't stutter. Everything was smooth. It was like a perfect ballroom dance. Mm -hmm. Little jitterbug, the soul train line. I had it all going on. And then I get off the stage, and they're like, the crowd is, yeah. and I'm like, that's in my head. Mm -hmm. But I was like, nah, the way my heart feel right now and the way I'm sweating, I know I did good. But you still wonder, right? But I'm like, nah. Ain't nobody telling me anything different. I did good. I did good. So Russell goes up, does his set, and then Spanky comes in, does his set. So after the show, we're out in the bar. Spanky comes up, and he say, hey, my man here said you did real good. You killed that shit tonight. You coming back tomorrow? I was like, huh? <laughs> mm. Well, he's, now I am. <laughs> he's, well, I was like, no, I can't. He's like, oh. why not? I said, because the house rules, if, if we get a guest set, we can only do like one a month or whatever. Mm. And he's like, who said that? I'm like, the owner. And he's like, Rich, come here. And Rich's like, yeah, what's up, Spanky? He's like, tell him he coming back tomorrow. And Rich is like, I will see you tomorrow. I said, nice. okay. So this was Thursday night. I come back Friday night. Mm -hmm. Late show. Same set. Same energy. I'm like, just like yesterday. Just like yesterday. Everything's done. Spanky comes up to me after the show again. He's like, my man said you did it again. You nice. killed that shit again. You coming back tomorrow? I can't. <laughs> I, I have to go to Milwaukee. I have to do something for my mom. But I want to. He's like, oh, okay. 
But the the killer part was the headliner never watched any watched or heard anything I did. Mm-hmm. He heard the crowd and he heard Russell Eric, the feature, told him. Right. So I'm like, I knew when I walked up that stage Thursday because it was do or die for me. You only get one shot, and it was my moment. It was my music, mm-hmm. and I was like, bam, ran, and then yeah, that was the only time. That I felt like from beginning to end, it was perfect. Yeah. Gotcha. And it was, I, st- I still get goosebumps thinking about that. Because <laughs> nice. it, was, it was electric. Because I ran into Russell. I was hosting. Um, a couple years later, I was still hosting down there. And Russell came up. And dude was like, man, what's up? And he, so we were talking about the show. He's like, dude, first time I saw you, he's like, where the hell did this dude come from? How come I'm running to you on the road? I'm like, I got kids. Yeah, kids will do it. Yeah, and it was just... To my kids listening. Yep, so, so I, I I got the opportunity to thank that guy mm-hmm. for boosting me up like that because he didn't know me for anybody and I've seen other comics be like... Uh-uh. Yeah, the other comics are like, yeah, that dude is funny, but no. <laughs> you know? You know, so, yeah, I, I got to thank that guy because I'm like, dude, when, when you did that for me, you don't know how hard I've been beating up myself. Like, yeah. well, do I, I really was... want to go to this open mic? Do I really want to write material? Yep. And do I really want to just keep doing this? Or like, am I fooling myself? Am I hot? Or am I being too arrogant, too cocky, whatever? Yeah. But it's like, no, stay humble. And I was humble by the whole situation because I got the opportunity. So I still stay that way because mm-hmm. every time I'm not humble, that's something goes wrong, <laughs> and, and the vibe the is off. audience knows oh, something yeah. happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The so, vibe Trevor, is... do you think you've ever objectively had a good set, oh yeah absolutely but you I mean, always personally always find something yeah i mean there, there's sets where i'm like oh man like you did really good like I've, I've had a lot of those but i don't uh they're not perfect they'll never be perfect until 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 i'm recording it for a special it's not perfect well even then no i will still think of something afterwards, you'll still but, yeah <laughs> but, but, I just, but to what james is saying about being humble it's so important this weekend we were headed to his show we rolled we were passing a hospital rolled down the window headliner goes hey you better make sure you got good staff tonight because we're about to murder <laughs> <laughs> and then we proceeded to not murder uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna need the name of which yeah. one said that later uh, but, uh, which was I, I hilarious <laughs> But you know, like I've had. I feel like that the audience can tell. Like they yeah. can tell when someone gets up there, like cocky uh, and arrogant. It was a sound and, issue, but uh, <laughs> oh, oh, blame the yeah, sound guy. It was pretty bad. <laughs> um, but no, we. Uh, yeah, I've had, I've had sets that like I, I I'm really proud of. Um, I mean, I'm at a point now where I'm pretty confident in my material. I haven't mm-hmm. really, besides that show I just spoke of, haven't really bombed, um, truly, uh, except. But with this one, I was told by a lot of people, like, ah, you can't really count this one because it really wasn't your fault. Yeah. Like, okay, okay. Sure. Do you rewatch your videos yes. and stuff? Like yes. a football coach? Um, or? Yeah, kind of. Um, I used to, right after a set, I would go outside and I would take notes about reactions to every single joke I had. Wow. Um, I stopped doing that because it wasn't healthy. Um, now, now that would drive me crazy. Yeah, now I'll wait a, a couple days and then I'll watch yeah. back and be like, okay. All right. Okay, I understand that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, you. But I, I'll never think any set of mine. It was just the pure, like pure perf- perfection. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to do myself. radio. Uh, well, like for like three decades, and we would have these things called air checks. So you listen to your whole show, mm-hmm. like a four-hour show, in about twelve minutes. Because every time you talked, so you'd hear the beginning. And yeah. Anyway, for those of you listening, this is 
probably really boring. But the point is, it was like our only gauge, like what, because we thought we were having a really great show. Yep. And we're just kicking it. Oh my God. And then you listen to it, but we learned baby DJs will listen to it on the car ride home. Mm hmm. You know, but you learn, okay, set it aside. Just like mm -hmm. writing, you're writing something, a rough draft. Set it aside. Yeah, for a you need that days. space. And that's what you're talking about, the creative process. Because yeah, yeah. you're in the groove, the muse is happening, mm -hmm. and you just feel like, I am the single greatest thing ever. Yeah. And then you listen to it two, three days later, and you're like, Oh boy! <laughs> I really screwed the poop in that. But one. like at, at this point, I'm not even really watching back on my videos for that reason. I'm mostly just being like, can I clip anything for for yeah. social media later? You yeah, you put distance because I I I know where I if I get off the stage if I have a show I get off the stage I I already know where I messed up. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know. Yeah, you put experience. You put your actual jokes and stuff, not crowd work. Yeah, you put your actual yeah. jokes yeah. online, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, that's great. Do you put anything online, James? Okay, so like I said, I've been in, I've been doing comedy for 13 years, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of comics that work way harder at it than I do, and that's off to you because mm -hmm. you're one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've had talks about how hard this guy works, and I see a lot of other comics work, but I don't want to. Uh, I learned from a comic, Todd Yon is his name. And, and dude's like, I am the most famous comic you never heard of. Mm -hmm. And you probably never heard of him. But this guy was like, I don't put anything on social media. He's like, I don't do this, I don't do that. But he sells out shows. And he's like, I just want but everybody to be. how long ago did he start? He was. And how much. Because, like, back then. Well, you yeah, know, yeah. Back then it was saying. all, again, networking, who you know, yep, and yep, all yep. that stuff. And now, if you're not on social media, like, it's you might as well. Phenomenon. Yeah. yeah. Social media, but. But I, 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 I put a little bit out there, mm -hmm. but I prefer to be a surprise. Okay. So, but the way I look at it is, I've heard people be like, don't put your jokes because then people have seen them, but. I mean, social. I I can see how many people watched it. I doubt anyone saw that joke. Right. <laughs> like, and then by the time you know, like, let's say you put a joke out there, sure. by the time they come see you, they don't memorize no, your jokes. No, no. And really, it's just a way to keep you fresh, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. now you got to archive. It's a good way to archive everything that he's done that you can see that worked well or, or didn't yeah. work well or, well, not not even. Because I, I haven't seen you do anything that does not work well. Yeah, I'm not putting out the bad stuff. No, yeah. no, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like like when we're doing the open mics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I've seen you work through some premises, work through some material, and boom, it's good. And then I see the recordings of it, but also see the recordings. Well, some of the recordings I was there for, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I'm just like... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So then I'm like, see, yeah. I like, you know, obviously unique situation because I see tons of comics mm -hmm. all yeah. the time and everything. And I forget. It's a blur sometimes. Yeah. I forget. People will ask, mm -hmm. what was the host or the feature two weeks ago? Sure. I'm like, I don't know. But the ones that I do choose to follow on social media are the ones that catch my attention. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that later I can name. Later yeah. I remember. They yeah. keep them fresh in my mind. So then when I see them on something again, I'm like, ooh, all excited. Yeah. Whereas those, and I've met several comics who were like, yeah, I don't do social media. And it's like, I don't remember who you well, were. sizzle reels, too, for, okay, you still have to make a living. You guys are yeah. joking around about being poor or whatever. But, like, okay, say we have a benefit and we want to hire a comic and we keep hearing your name. 
groups. Mm-hmm. That yeah. And you need something to give to them. You yeah. can't just go, well, he talks gooder than the rest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you no. can bring your And I have I stats. have stuff for that. Yeah. I sure. So uh, but if they ask for it, but now like I'm very easily searchable. Yeah. So if, yeah. if Jenny's talking to someone and Jenny yeah. and Jenny's like, Oh yeah, there's this comic, Trevor Klumpner, pretty funny. They can just open up their phone. I'm the first thing that pops up, and it's all everything. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, like, if someone, like, we've had comics on this podcast who have no social media, so it's like, at the end, I'm like, go ahead and plug yourself, and they're like, eh, I'll be at this show someday. And anyone who was interested in what they had to say Find on here. a way here, to track them. That's no it. They're, yeah. they're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whereas, you know, someone could be like, oh, this Trevor Klumpner sounds interesting. And ta-da. Yeah. And you got to make them work to track down because then they got to track down Jenny from Comedy Connect. No, they just have to type just in Trevor Klumpner. Well, I know. But oh, she's yeah, to find people old. without yeah. it. Yeah, that's, so, yeah. So, like, I, I have I have stuff out there. I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on Give MySpace. Plug them. Plug them. Get MySpace. Uh, plug them. <laughs> plug them. So, uh, um... James Thorne comedian on Facebook, uh, Jay Thorne comedy on Twitter. That's any or just the no no e just Thorne T H O R N no e. Uh, He's prickly. But uh, the reason I don't put a lot out there video wise is because I had a scary experience once. I was traveling to St. Louis, Missouri, and I was taking my young kids to meet my ex wife in Missouri, and. uh, most comics want this kind of moment that I had, but my kids were with me and I felt extremely oh. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, eh. so we stopped at, uh, I think it was Rantoul, Illinois or normal Illinois, something. But there's this rinky dink gas station. We stopped for a bathroom break because I got one in diapers and one freshly potty trained. And then I had my oldest daughter with me. So I go in the bathroom and I'm using the bathroom, and then this guy pops in. Like, he pops in, swings the door, and he's, boom, he's in there. And all of a sudden, the door closed, and all of a sudden, the bathroom seemed really a lot smaller than it was when I yeah. first walked in. So I finish up, and I'm washing my hands. He's like, hey, you look familiar. And I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, this is <laughs> no. not about to happen here. No. So I am not LeVar Burton, sir. <laughs> I listen, know. I'm sorry. Listen. Uh, so I'm like... He locks himself in the stall. <laughs> <laughs> Butterfly in the sky, come save me. Yes. David Allen Greer. Yeah. Like, Homie, don't play that. You look <laughs> like Kunta Kinte. Man. So, so I'm Wait, sitting you there can't like, say that. That's the line. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just kidding. Saying so, the name of a fictional character? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's based on real life. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're Bruce, learning. Bruce yeah. is, is based off of Alex Haley's We're family. We're learning. We're growing. Uh, it's his... Um, Spoken oral family history as told down from generation to generation um, because a lot of African tribes, even Native American tribes, they do oral history rather than written history. But I digress. So <laughs> dude was like, yeah, you, you look familiar. I'm sitting there like, OK, water, get the hell off my hands. So I get the hell out of here. He's like, hey, were you were you in a at a comedy club called Comedy Quarter in Nina, Wisconsin, about two weeks ago? Dude, the man was right on the money. It was me. It was definitely me. He's like, dude, funny shit, man. I, we all enjoyed you. I'm like, cool. All right, bro, cool. Appreciate that, man. I get out. I let the door close. I tell my daughter, get the kids. Let's get in the car. Let's start. Hurry up, hurry, hurry up. <laughs> so we run out there. I like, I like, hurry up. Can I get? No, you can't get a damn thing. Get in the car. Get in the car. So we get in the car. And as we get in the car, I see dude kind of 
jog back to his vehicle. I'm like, what the? And then they're pointing, and I'm peeling out, like, Phew. and I was sitting there like, I don't want that. <laughs> like, James cannot handle fame. Yeah. No, it's, it's not that. It's approaching me with my kids. Right, I get that. Right, right. My yeah. kids, yeah. the only thing that separated, the man had to walk past my kids to get into the bathroom because yeah, my daughter sure. was standing out there. My oldest daughter standing out there holding the baby girl. You have familiar features. Is your dad named James Thorne? <laughs> yeah, you know? So I was like, uh-uh. See, tell a joke about... <laughs> and, and see, it's, it's different when I'm out with my buddies, my mm-hmm. peers. Like, if mm-hmm. we're out somewhere, we're eating, somebody's like... You do you do stand up comedy, don't you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like me, because I'm like <laughs> but no. Mm-hmm. But I'm like they're like yeah, I I seen you before. Yeah, I do. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for noticing. Whatever. Yeah. I get it. Like you know, it's like two different lives. Like yes. you got your family life yep. and you got your career life, and you don't want them to well, mix. What's your, the, the the phrase that uh, most people ought to know by now? Um, because of the internet, everybody has a television and radio station in their phone. Is once you put yourself out there, oh, yeah. you're out there. Yep, mm-hmm. so forever. Pay attention. Ooh, look at me. Pay attention to me, and then guess what? They do. Oh yeah. And it could be bad. It could be good. That seemed like a positive experience. I'm yeah, it, it a was freak, my because that would have been like, how you doing? And you see know, that? And, and normally, you. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But it was just the fact that. I keep my kids separate from my comedy unless yes. I'm doing a family show because my oh, kids, right. all my kids have been in my shows before because oh, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty much PG-13. Boundaries. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um, I'll give you another time that being made was fun. Mm-hmm. This is about the only time it was absolutely hilariously fun. Went to a monster truck show at the Resh. Nice. Be there, yeah. be there, be there. Watched the whole show. So afterwards, you can get autographs from the drivers and the uh, motocross guys. Oh, cool. So some lady's like, hey, aren't you James Thorne, the comedian? I was like, who, me? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you're, you're a comedian. And she, she called me out, but she's like, hey, can I get an autograph? Literally stopped the whole line. The, the drivers, the motocross guys, they all stopped what they were doing. They're like, who the hell is yeah. this guy? Because I literally stopped yeah. the whole line, and I was just sitting there, like, cracking up. I was cracking up inside, but I'm like, because it got real quiet, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, everybody, I turned, I turned to her. She's like, can you sign my son's flag? I, I signed his flag, and like, keep smiling, keep laughing, buddy. And then I turned around, and they were all sitting there, like, everybody just staring at me. The line, hundreds of people They're stopped like, cold. Like, who is that dude? <laughs> and, and my girlfriend at the time, she was like, Damn. <laughs> she said, like, but you're not, you're not special. What is this? You know? but it, it, She's it was, like, what are you not telling me? But that, that whole experience, humbling, but that's the only time that being made was fun. Yeah. See, I wasn't even made. I had been on stage twice at a open mic. At Anytime they recognize you, you have been made here. And twice in Appleton at Skyline. And then I go to Quick Trip in Green Bay and some guy is like, hey, aren't you a comic? I was like, no. <laughs> he happened to have been at one of the two I nice. did. And I'm like, now I just feel like a fraud. <laughs> so, but what are your socials, Trevor? Because you want to be... Scene. Uh, pretty easy. I'm Trevor Klumpner Comedy on all social medias. Klumpner with a C. Yes. For a long time, I thought it was a K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's Trump Klumpner with a C. Yep. Trevor Klumpner Comedy, all of them. I'm on all of them. Uh, probably more active on Instagram than anywhere else. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and you'll get actual jokes if you follow. Mm-hmm. Like, I follow you on TikTok, mm-hmm. I think. TikTok, it's the same stuff's on TikTok. Yeah, uh, because more I'm of my, like, never... show promotion is on Instagram. Oh, okay. I'm never yeah. on Instagram. Uh, uh, Jane, Jay Thorne comedy on Instagram as well. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, we're... I forgot about that one. <laughs> like, I have Comedy Connects on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I don't think I've updated it in, like, a long time. I am so bad at Instagram, but, yeah, Comedy Connects on TikTok, too. At J Thorne Comedy on Twitter, <laughs> by the way. He's he's got his phone out like double checking. <laughs> I'm old. Sure. <laughs> I'm old. You guys have anything else you want to plug before yeah, we go? Yeah, can I can I plug dates? Yeah, you absolutely yes, can. you guys need to pay attention to this because you're gonna miss great things if you don't. I got asked by my uh, high school to come and do a show for re- uh, the Retired Female Teacher Association. That is amazing. Yes, and I have a guest list because I'm writing a joke about every single teacher. <laughs> because if they're retired, that means that they were probably my teacher. That you is know? everyone's childhood dream. Yeah, you yeah. get to go roast all of oh, your yeah. childhood teachers. Uh, what? January 12th, Fifth Ward in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, January 13th, Mount Zion for the Pub and Grub Tour. Uh, January 20th, I'm at the Max in Iron Mountain, Wisconsin. Ooh, up top. Yeah, Hayden Fredrickson is the headliner for that one. It'll be fun. Uh, I have some other dates, but we'll just go into January. Yeah, follow him on Instagram and get all the dates. uh, website? Yeah. (laughs) Get all the dates. Yeah, Trevor Kluppner Comedy on everything. It's good to be consistent. That way you don't have to pull your phone out and be like, I'm Jay Thorne. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I got memory issues. Hey, I I accidentally made a Twitter account that was Connects Comedy, so I don't know half the time what I'm doing, and I get paid for this, so... I'll be in Portage, Wisconsin on January 6th. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. You can find us at Comedy Connects on all the things and comedyconnects.com. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Thank you.